Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. I think that you are going to have some fun with me today. Why? Because we're talking about things that are like easily accessible that can enhance and create greater arousal in your body. So, and they're just like around. It's not like you're going to have to invest mega dollars to be able to have this uh, delicious life. So, what are we talking about today? We're talking about colors, smells, and sounds that arouse. Mm. Doesn't that just like, I love the word arouse because it's kind of like, well, I love words in general and sometimes they just get, get me going. And some words are really have my body like excited and the word arouse just makes me go around. It's like, great. I didn't look up the etymology of it. I'm just going with the energy of it and I love it. So, though sometimes I do look up the etymology. So what, um, what actually has me creating the show is my full-on love of working with bodies. I love to see how bodies react to different things, react to touch, react to stimuli, react to like, you name it. I love, I love seeing how bodies shift and change with, with different environments, with different uh, things going on. I'm kind of experimental that way. And I'm a bit of an observer. I love uh, to be able to perceive that in bodies too. When I work on bodies, I love to be able to touch a body and then see how it shifts and changes. So what I actually do in my everyday life is that I work with people um, and animals and actually agriculture. Actually, I work with it all. And all of it is to create uh, a sense of greater connection to everything. So when I work with people, it's to get them to have a greater sense of connection to their, themselves, their bodies, other people, the, uh, the universe, all of it at hand. Because for me, what I'm aware of is that most disease in bodies starts with having a lack of connection and pleasure to, to just in life, lack of connection. Think about mental health right now. It's a lot of people feeling disconnected from each other. And it, it's creating some issues, right? So when we look at that, there is definitely, uh, there's definitely a need for, for more and more of us to be stepping into having more pleasure. And I know I've got, I've got some people out there who are like spiritual gurus who are like, pleasure is not the way, it's about higher attainment. And, and I, my thought is if we have this body, we have this body and we were, we chose to have this embodiment somehow, whether it was, you know, whether you believe that this was a punishment or what this was a, a bonus, you have this body and this body has the ability to pick up multiple different senses through different senses, multiple different stimuli, not just the things you're aware of with your five senses, but beyond that, you know, so we have, we have these crazy capacities with our bodies. 
And if we can pick up crap, we can also pick up the good stuff. And if we can pick up the good stuff in the sense that I mean, like things that arouse you and are pleasurable for you, which is different for everybody, we can then have our bodies begin to have more ease. So I remember when I was in high school, I did this, I did this paper in, at the time we had um, what was called OACs, which was a grade 13. It was a, like a preparatory year for going to university. And in my OACs year, I, I did this course on uh, sociology. And in it, I had this, this presentation that I did and it was all about healing. And it was so funny because there weren't, I mean, there were books out there about healing, but as an 18, 19 year old, I didn't really know which ones that were the ones. And it was really hard to find them in the library. Um, there just weren't sections for them. So I went to my favorite bookstore that ended up years after about seven or eight years later, ended up working in that favorite bookstore. And I picked up some books. And one of the things that struck me the most was that, that the, the word ease and dis-ease and the way that they're worded is like dis-ease is actually the lack of ease. And ever since that, I was like, what? It's the lack of ease. Okay, then I require more ease. It was like one of those da moments at about 18 or 19 where I just went, wow, okay, so if all disease is just the lack of ease, where can we have more ease? What creates ease? And this curiosity kind of like really started in me about like, so what actually creates ease? For everybody, it's different, right? And so because for everybody, it's different, it is not something that you can write a protocol for. It's not something that you can write a formula for. Everybody is different. And when I work with people, everything that I do with people is individualized. It's all different based on them, their lifestyles, what they do enjoy, what they don't enjoy. So it's a big process when I get to know a person that comes to me as a client. Uh, you know, we spend sometimes a couple of hours chatting about them and then those, it just keeps going. So a lot of that is to get to know a person so that I can figure out and facilitate what would create greater ease for them and their bodies. Sometimes it's a discovery process too, where it lasts more than, you know, a few sessions of doing that. And some people just love it. So they've been coming back for years. I've had some people coming back to me for over 20 years. So it's fun, right? Having more ease in your body. So what creates that? And today we're going to be looking at things like colors, smells, and sounds that arouse. Arousal and ease to me are akin. They are like, if you're aroused, your body is having ease. It's very tricky for your body to be uh, like even sexually aroused if there isn't a sense of ease in what you're receiving. Even if you're being spanked, there can be an ease with it, right? So there has to be a level of somewhat relaxation in the body for the body to be able to heal. There, there is actually a lot of evidence for that. Like if your adrenal glands are on overdrive, and I talk to a lot of people whose adrenal glands are just on overdrive 24-7, until your adrenal glands are actually like calming down, it's, uh, it's really tricky for the body to heal because you're in survive mode. And we had a great great um, host that was a naturopath on the Inspired Choices Network for several years. I think it was several years. I can't remember. Uh, anyway, he had some shows uh, that were called, that were called uh, Grizzly Bears and Two-Year-Olds. And he talked a lot about 
the the response from the amygdala to the thyroid to the adrenal glands and how that works and how that stays on overdrive to keep you in a different kind of arousal state which is more about the arousal of being on alert so it's more like an alert state so there's different kinds of arousal you do get heightened but then different hormones get released we're looking for those happy feel-good hormones like we want some dopamine coming in we want to feel a little like relaxed, happy, easeful, right? So um, these are things that we are gonna be talking about today because we have environments like colors, smells, and sounds around us all the time. And some are really intrusive and some are really delightful. So the ones that are really intrusive are gonna get you almost into that fight or flight mode, right? You're, you're gonna feel like you, I know there are some smells and some sounds, that actually make me so aggressive, I want to punch people. And I know those, so I try and stay away from them. And I, I know there, there are, uh, there are certain tones um, that come out of drums that really like get me so, so hardcore that I literally will like want to fight people. So I try and stay away from things like drumming circles because they, they get me really angry. And I know this is lifetimes of work. And I know this is lifetimes of things that have affected me. I'm aware of that. So I don't put myself in the situations that are gonna have me feel like I'm on high alert where I want to attack. Attacking is something that can be necessary if your life is under threat, but if your life isn't under threat, then it's not really, um, it's not really that cool. So if you know that about yourself, and if you know that that's just how you are, doesn't make you wrong, doesn't mean you have to change it. It's just how you are. Just like if you have an adverse uh, reaction to smells, you know, if there's like, I call them high pitch smells. There are high pitch smells and some, some um, laundry detergents that are so high pitched. I like don't even walk down the aisle in the grocery store. They actually make me sometimes want to cry or vomit or my body is inc has incredibly visceral reactions to things like smells, sounds and colors and the chances are yours do too because you're alive now if they don't count yourself lucky in a way that you know you can probably manage in in some pretty heavy environments where there's heavy pollution where there's heavy sounds where there's you know you can live deep in cities where these things um you don't even notice them now, if you don't even notice them at all, then there's something else to be aware of that your body might actually be trying to protect you by shutting off those, those awarenesses so that you're not bombarded, right? I know that when I moved out to um, the countryside about 14 years ago, before I was pregnant with my daughter, and I'm just saying this because there was a comment in the chat room about pregnancy, and just before I was pregnant with my daughter, I moved to the countryside, and the lack of stimuli, it took my body about two weeks to actually learn how to be peaceful and be relaxed. And now when I go into uh, large cities for a few days, my body's like, wow, I don't even know how people live with this much stimulation constantly. <laughs> it's like obtrusive for me. Um, but then again, I live in the middle of nowhere in, in a field, basically. In a house in a field, by the way, I'm not like uh, homeless, just doing a radio show, but I'm homeless. Um, that would be interesting. We don't have any homeless people right now on our network, so hey. So one of the things um, uh, that was mentioned in the chat room about 
being pregnant is that it was even worse. And it was for me too. I could smell restaurants from like freaking miles away. And I, we could be in a new environment. And I'd be like, oh my God, there's this kind of restaurant over on somewhere like five kilometers away on the left. I could just, I can smell it. <laughs> and the smells were they would make me vomit constantly. I was, so when people talk about morning sickness, mine was all triggered by smells, especially smells of food and fats cooking. Like it was all of that and spices. I, I was like eating the most bland, tasteless food because every smell drove me nuts. Even my own smell was like, I was like, oh my God, I just gotta like, I can't use soaps. I gotta, yeah, I was like, going for my all natural own personal smell. Um, when I said, when I said before my own smell was bugging me, it was more because I had all these, um, what I thought was my own smell, but it was actually like deodorized smell. And it was like, uh, perfumes from soaps and things. And it was like bugging me. And then I realized, Oh man, these, these smells are so obtrusive. So, and, and there's also chemicals that bind those smells into things like soaps and whatever, that those can also be very aggressive as well. So we're gonna look today at some delightful things that are that have been kind of a standard. And please just know this, like when I mention some smells that are arousing to male bodies and arousing to female bodies, I'm not trying to limit that or the genders. This is just something that um, there hasn't been a lot of, uh, identification for say transgender people um, there haven't been really a lot of studies on that and reactions to smells most studies have been with people who identify as male or female so um, it's not that i'm not including you guys i'm i'm sorry if that it offends you it's that there haven't been studies for me to actually refer to so if you have any input or if you've done your own personal studies and you happen to have like a group of trans friends and y'all like similar smells. I'd love to hear about it. That would be so cool. So the there are smells that have been studied. They've done this repeatedly over and over again to see, you know, which smells arouse men, which smells arouse women. I have to say that the smells that arouse men are actually the smells that arouse me the most. And the smells that arouse women are not smells that necessarily arouse me. So I will mention them and keep in mind this stuff is fluid, just like we are very fluid. Uh, these studies, though, were just done in a way to try and classify things as that's what studies do. They classify things. They, and that's how they work. That's what they need to do is they're trying to, to gather data and information. And the only way to do that is to make classifications of different things. Right. So, yeah, it's not. Um, yes, the work in itself is actually flawed, but this is how we get our information. So. I feel like I had to justify that. It's strange, but I did. So we're going to head to our first commercial break. When we come back, we're going to talk about colors, smells, and sounds that are delightful and arousing right after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life 
and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email. Info at MelitzaYelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So today we're talking about colors, scents, and sounds that arouse, sexually arouse. Now there's kinds of arousal where you are aroused to fight, and then there's arousal where you're turned on. And we're talking about the turn on today. I did mention earlier in the first segment about some things that I find obtrusive, like sounds and, and different things that I, I found really aggressive. So that's something to just be aware of about yourself. It's not going to be the same for everybody. And if some things really throw you, just know that and, and be aware of yourself so that you don't throw yourself into tizzies and frenzies, right? So why is it that scents are so evocative? Like, What is it about them that has us feel so totally aroused or not aroused or like what what is it about them right so some things for sense have that have actually been proven is that they they trigger memories and they trigger different events uh like they trigger memories of different events in our lives and they trigger emotions as well and i have done shows on aphrodisiacs before and some uh, like things like sense are considered aphrodisiac and the word aphrodisiac actually comes from the Greek goddess Aphrodite, right? So Aphrodite, the goddess of love. So it's things that are to evoke love in our bodies and that sense of feeling of love and um, turn on, right? So there are some scents that are kind of common across the board for men and women. Uh, although there have been some distinctions where they say that, you know, in some of the things I've read in one of the courses I took about aphrodisiacs, you were saying that men are more turned on by cinnamon than women are. And I was like, well, that's interesting because actually I'm very turned on by cinnamon. I love it. And yet I have a, one of my other uh, really good friends who really can't stand not only the smell of cinnamon, the taste of cinnamon, the color cinnamon. She, I'm actually kind of wearing a cinnamon color. This would just drive her nuts. <laughs> so she's like, so like ugh, cinnamon um, could be maybe from a lifetime. We never know. So some some typical typical smells that arouse most people though they say are pumpkin lavender vanilla cinnamon peppermint and ginger now that's interesting because i actually have a lot of friends i was uh, my my friend who is uh, one of the owner of this station actually 
I was at a, a party of hers when she was leaving one of her apartments and somehow we all were sitting around a table discussing lavender and our thoughts on lavender and there were so many of us sitting there going oh lavender I just can't handle lavender like there was such an adverse reaction all of them women and all of them having an adverse like if I have to lavender but I don't really want to it doesn't calm me it actually like makes me wake up and for some of them it made them angry so these are not true across the board right you need to go and smell things and see how, what they evoke in you and here's a little fun thing that you can do with your lover because this is really about experimentation and play get out a whole bunch of smells try some of the ones that i mentioned like try the cinnamon try um, some of these things like the pumpkin spices pumpkin spice pie, you know, pumpkin pie smell. I love that. I like, if there's anything that ever says pumpkin pie flavor, I'm like, gotta try it. Pumpkin pie latte, gotta try it. The other day we were driving through a Tim Hortons drive-thru and they had like pumpkin pie Timbits. I'm like, gotta try it. It's pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. So there's pumpkin, uh, lab. So get these out. If you have them around pumpkin, lavender, vanilla, cinnamon, peppermint, and ginger. So that pumpkin pie smell has a few smells in it. Usually there's like cloves, there's some ginger, and there's some cinnamon. And then there's the pumpkin and the sugar and all those other yummy things, right? So when they say pumpkin, they really mean like the pumpkin pie flavors. Get those out, you know, whether you can find them in a, uh, a liquid. I would recommend if, you if you're going to do cinnamon to get it as, as an essential oil or like a food flavoring so that you really get an intensity of it. Um, rather than the, the dry cinnamon, the dry cinnamon doesn't necessarily have a lot of smell unless you're turning into something that you're going to drink. Um, and all of these to me are so much more fun when they're fresh or in some kind of a fresh form. So fresh lavender. Now, here's a funny one. Although I'm not a fan of like lavender oils, I actually really like the smell of lavender on a lavender plant. So I, I'm growing a lavender plant and I like to touch it and smell it that way. I don't really like it when it's processed. I'm so weird and so particular. So this could be really fun. Get them fresh uh, right now. So this show is, is live September 6th. It is great to have these things right now, like in most of the Northern Hemisphere and even some of the Southern Hemisphere, all of these things are things that you can probably get like available fresh right now. So pumpkin, lavender, vanilla, vanilla bean, you could get it right, you know, Madagascar vanilla bean and like open up the pod and smell it. Mm, so good. I love vanilla. That's another one of my favorites. I could pretty much saturate my house in vanilla and cinnamon and just like bask in the awesome smells of it and be so freaking happy. Uh, those are smells that I go, those are my go-tos. Like if I, if my house feels black, I will like put on something cin uh, cinnamon or vanilla. Uh, sometimes I'll just like make a drink, like a tea that has cinnamon and vanilla in it so that uh, not only can I smell it, I can taste it. And then my house smells like it too, which I like. My house is tiny, so it can fill with smells pretty easily. Then there's also like peppermint, which is lovely. Not everybody's into peppermint, right? And, and um, some people have aversions to peppermint as well. So again, that's another one of those ones that I love fresh. I love it. I'm growing that too. I'm growing like three kinds of mint right now, peppermint, chocolate mint, and I think spearmint. And um, 
chocolate mint is amazing. I like will go out and while I'm walking around my garden, I'll just be chewing on peppermint. And so when you chew on these things too, those smells go up into your olfactory system and you can really pick them up. So putting these in your mouth is another cool way to smell them, but also taste them because you can't actually taste without smell. Um, there's a there was a great show about um, this person who was a food taster and they lost their sense of smell so they had to base it on memory of what they remembered about certain things and some other responses to food so they could keep their job and ginger i love ginger that is not a favorite taste for many people i have a lot of uh, friends and family who are like to ginger though i love ginger and i could like chew on uh candy ginger like that you get when you go to to Japanese uh, restaurants, I could chew on it just like candy. I could, I could take a hunk of ginger and just like chew on that too. I love ginger. It's really spicy for those of you who don't um, normally just chew on it like you, you know, like I do. <laughs> but it can be, it can be like a good hit, cleans your sinuses. And a lot of these things do way more than just arouse you. They can actually be super good healing remedies as well. Like they can help your blood, they can help your digestion, like ginger is amazing for digestion. All of these things have generally dual purposes. So that's kind of a beautiful thing. I'm going to give you a quick, quick rundown of some scents so that we can move on in our next segment to some other stuff. So um, one of the things, uh, so we talked about the pumpkin pie smell and um, there, there are actually uh, people who have studied all of these smells and there are numbers that are connected to them. So I'm going to give you the quick rundown that pumpkin pie is, uh, in, one, in one study it was found that the scent of pumpkin pie mixed with lavender increased blood flow to the nether regions by 40% when sniffed. Woo! So isn't that fun? So if you want some information on that, there is a blog on fragrancex.com and the blog is about aphrodisiacs and scents. I will put a link in to my, um, to my show posting so you can go into that so I don't have to read to you because I'm sure you can read and then you can have fun with that and just go through it. It's an interesting study. I know you guys are smart and if you are curious you can find it on there. I'm just going to give you a few other rundowns um, with like lavender that's been known to arouse um, men by 40%. Uh, vanilla is also one of those things that a certain a type of like amount of vanilla uh, can also arouse as well. Strawberries, I love strawberries. They increase arousal as well. Jasmine, oh, that's one of my favorite smells. And it's actually been used for centuries to improve libido and promote intimacy as well. So very cool. Ginger is another one of those kind of spices that I talked about that I love. And black licorice, one of my all-time favorite candies. I love black licorice. I think I literally love almost everything that's an aphrodisiac because I love to be aroused. I love it. It just makes me happy. And, well, this is an interesting one. So a little tidbit of information on black licorice is that the scent is controversial uh, can't, this, this scent of the controversial candy has been shown to increase arousal in men by 13% when combined with the scent of donuts, and that number jumped to 32%. The sweet smell, which comes from anise, has been rumored to work on women as well. So I actually just get aniseed 
is what I do and I make a tea out of it. I do that for various reasons, especially right now in the world with some stuff going on health-wise. It, um, it can really help with some things. I'll just put it that way. There's stuff in aniseed that is super healing. So I use it for medicinal purposes, but I also love the smell of it. And um, yep, cinnamon is also been proved to increase sexual function. Um, they actually did a study for male rats that it might aid even in erectile dysfunction, but don't get too excited guys. Erectile dysfunction has a lot of different components to it. So you can listen to some of my shows about erectile dysfunction and how to get back on track for that. And I may be doing a few more because I seem to keep studying and researching um, erectile dysfunction. It might be my like part-time interest. So <laughs> that's what I've been doing lately. And donuts is a fun one. And the human male sexual response to donuts is really high. <laughs> I love it. So, and pink grapefruit, that's another one. I don't really like that smell as an essential oil, but I do like pink grapefruit as a drink. So, and oranges and sandalwood, I love sandalwood and lily of the valley. That one's kind of high pitched. So if you don't really like high pitched florals, don't go for lily of the valley. It can be quite disturbing along with rose. Like, you know, they say rose is a really high vibratory energy and they're not kidding because it literally gives me a headache when it's in a, in a, um, an essential oil, but as an actual rose, it does not, it makes me happy as an actual rose, but as an essential oil, I'm like, wow, that hurts. So, and peppermint uh, as well. So lots of great smells, right? There's so many to choose from. And I would, if I were you explore bring in some scents that maybe you've never even smelled before. If some of these things are things you've never played with or experienced, bring them in, try them out, see how your body responds. Maybe pine needles arouse you. I, I just think of that because I was looking out my window and I've got a forest and I got pine in there. And um, I've also got uh, lilac bushes. I got like 40 foot high lilac bushes. They're actually more like a forest of lilacs. And when they come out in the spring, my body gets so freaking happy. I'll just wander around the trees and like sniff them all day long. Ugh, I love, love lilacs. And they only last for like two weeks. So I try and be home when they're around so I can enjoy them. And um, actually my lilac bushes are not 40 foot high. They just seem that way. They're more like 25 or 30 feet high. They're huge. They're trees. So if you love these scents, surround yourself in them, right? They don't have to just be something that you use purposely to try and have sex, but make them part of your life. Wear them, eat them, use them, put them in your spaces. And you can do that with different various things. Like I mentioned earlier, cooking them, putting them into diffusers. You can put them into spray bottles and put them onto your bed sheets, if you like, right? As air fresheners. So there's multiple ways that you can bring these scents into your life. And I love surrounding myself with all the ones that I like. So I do. So you can too. So we will be talking next about colors and sounds. And we'll be getting through both of those in this episode as well. So stay tuned. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur? Wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time? For a totally different sexual evolution. Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melissa Yelenich, 
where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So um, in the last segment, we were talking about smells that arouse, sexually arouse. And one of the things we went through was looking at all the different smells that have been considered aphrodisiacs throughout time. And what I encourage you to do is play with them. You can even create a buffet uh, with your lover and you can put all the scents out and you, you know you could blind get blindfolded and see because um, blindfolding is fun so you don't actually see what the thing is. Then say for example if it's a mint leaf you can rub the leaf so that the person can sniff it. It can be super erotic play just bringing scents in. So that's one of the first and easiest ways to play with scents in your in your bedroom. You can also spray the smells in there too as well. But I think it would be fun, don't you, to create a lovely buffet of smells so that you can just have play with your partner with no agenda and get that mask on your face and cover those eyes and don't cover your nose for this one, right? So take the take your COVID mask off and put an eye mask on instead and start to sniff. And remember, oh, remember, we can actually smell things other than masks these days. So you're allowed to smell stuff. Bring it into your bedroom. Have fun with this. Make life a little bit more interesting. So we talked about that. And then uh, one of the things uh, that I also mentioned is that colors can arouse. Now, we know this. We, there have been studies. There was a man who wrote a book called Let There Be Light. 
um, and I'm looking at my shelf because it's on my shelf. And in the book, he talks about colors that heal. So we know colors do a lot of things. Colors heal, colors heal, and colors can also do the opposite. So if things can do one thing, they can also do the other. Just like lavender can calm some people, it can also make other people angry. So colors that heal. So he did studies in the 1800s, early 1900s. The man was a genius who did, um, wrote Let There Be Light and working with all the different colors. So we know that, we know that they can arouse you uh, when you see them visually, how your mind picks up that information, your brain picks up the information through your, the lens of your eyes, and then it creates a response in your body. So you know what a really cool thing is, is I once did a reading for a woman who was blind about 20 years ago, and she said she could feel colors. And I was like, well, that's cool. So as I was sitting with her, because uh, she could feel the cards, even though she couldn't see them, she's like, whoa, that's like really bright. And I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. She, I mean, she had a guide dog with her. She, she, had, um, she had some kind of like low, like she could see outlines or something. She had a very interesting kind of blindness where she could kind of see outlines, but she felt colors. And I was like, okay, well, that's cool. That card's in front of you. So maybe you have some ability to, to um, see that. And then, and I was like, okay, let's stop and feel. And there's, there was a car that was parked that had just driven up and was parked um, behind her. And we were in a booth that had a wall with no mirror. So there's no way this woman could have seen this. And I said, what color is the car outside that's sitting right outside the door? And she's like, bright yellow. I'm like, yeah, it is bright yellow. And what are the chances? There aren't a lot of bright yellow cars, right? So she felt it and she was like, um, she had such visceral reactions to colors that even walking down the street, she could feel what colors people were wearing. They would come at her really loudly, like yells and like people screaming. And that to me was just phenomenal. So I've always used her as an example of like, even if you're blind, you still feel colors. You still have a reaction. Your body still knows colors. So it doesn't matter if you can see them, your body knows them. And I think she was one of the finest examples to me of why it is that color healing can work on a different level that it doesn't really have always to do with seeing it. It has to do with the experience of being in the energy of it. So one of the colors that has been across the board that that men and women have been told that they uh, have have been said or told that they love that they're not being told this but they say that they love this red is like the number one color right so women like it in men because they think it's like a dominance color they think that men who wear red are like dominant they're more um more authoritarian they see them as uh, somebody who's probably well-to-do, it's, ju it's just a response. It's like an unconscious response we have. And then women have this response to, uh, sorry, men have this response to women wearing red. It's more of a biological response where it's like, well, a woman who wears red, it's almost symbolic, like, oh, she bleeds. That means that she can, um, she can reproduce. Reproducing is what we want. It's all these unconscious biological responses to things that we have. Now, I look at that from another perspective and we do have, if you look at it from the perspective of chakras, it's our base chakra. And that has to do with survival and 
and, you know, even things like connection to community and connection to um, different, uh, well, I'll just say community, but it can even be community at large, like even like your ancestors or whatever. So, so this is like a deep rooted energy. It keeps us connected to the earth and it is attractive to be rooted and earthy. One of my friends who has a show on the Inspired Choices Network, Jennifer Kramer Lewis, she has a show called Big Fat Lies. Her, all of her marketing is red. She has a red background. She's wearing a red dress. She's got red lips and it's stunning. And it just goes, bam, you see it everywhere. Red is one of those colors that you see. And when even when you get a car, they tell you in Canada, at least your insurance is slightly higher if you have a red car. Why? Because when you're driving down the highway, they appear to be driving faster or something. There's something to do with speeding. People tend to speed more in red cars. They, they did all these studies and they figured that it's more dangerous to have a red car. So your insurance is higher. So all these interesting things connected to colors, right? So you can look at colors from a very fundamental place like how they connect to uh, to different chakras for sure. You can look at it from like there's you know that fundamental base energy of survival then with red, and then we go orange, which is more about creativity and collaboration. As we're that's these are my interpretations. Okay, like these are not what's written in all the books. But as we move up, then it's like uh, all about the self and feeling empowered and then heart chakra is about connecting with others and feeling good about uh, your connections with others and opening your heart and having vulnerability and then we move up so that was like a green color then we move into the blues which is more about how you want to be seen and heard and 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 especially if you'd like to be heard and seen you know those are some colors to wear for that it brings those energies up more and then you've got uh indigo and violet so indigo is this mix between kind of like a blue and a purple and that's to open up your insights and then you know if you want to wear purple and get cosmic go for it and white is all of those when you look at the spectrum of light white is the inclusion of everything white is is what what i would say white light that is is like the is all inclusive of every aspect of the rainbow so when you when you think of it that way it's kind of interesting because then in the world we've also decided that we want to split the inclusion and have everything be division so anyway that's just my interesting tidbit on that so i'm going to move away from that thought for a second because we're talking about colors and how they arouse again some people have different reactions to colors my my mom has an absolute aversion to purple she cannot stand purple to her purple means poverty and it means um, all things to do with not looking after your finances which is interesting she used to just go nuts around purple she's a lot better with it now but she it used to be such an adverse reaction to purple where my husband loves purple our whole house would be purple however my mom visits every day we have supper with her because she lives just down the road um it would be very violent to her to have purple all over our house so we don't do that we just have it in our bedroom where my husband loves to like pretty much live so um he loves purple and that's where we put all the purple uh, my daughter also loves purple so her room is purple but those are two rooms that are like rooms that other people don't go in because some colors can be very uh, almost like offensive to the senses 
And uh, it was interesting because I, I had a pod school here during the year for kids who didn't want to be in um, school and have to, you know, be harassed or masked or anything like that. So during that was in uh, the last year. And one of the little girls said to me that my walls, uh, she was five and she's like, I, you don't understand how much I hate yellow. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. What do you mean? She's like, your walls are yellow. I'm like, actually, my walls are beige, but they do have a hint of yellow. She's like, I, I just, it bothered me all year. And I didn't, I didn't even know how to tell you, but I, I just, that yellow is so bad. I'm like, oh my Lord, if we had known this, we could have like done something. It's not a big deal. Pay 50 bucks to paint it. But if this color has been what's triggering you to be a little jerk, then man, I wish I knew this. <laughs> so yeah, it's sometimes good to know. Like you may feel it when you walk into a space and you're like, wow, what is this? Is it the smell? Is it the color? Is it the sound? Is it the energy? Like, what is it that's having you react? So like, like where you're on alert and where you want to attack, because man, I've had some attack moments with, with things like color, smells, and uh, scents. And lucky for you, if you don't have such like crazy reactions, but a lot of bodies do. And this is why we have environments now that are like scent free and they try to have more muted colors um, that are not so violent that people will react too violently. So I think it's, um, I think it's a really cool experiment too, to play with colors in the same way that you can play with the buffet of smells. You could do this again too with put on the blindfold and see how your body feels around different colors. You know, you could have scarves of many colors and you could have them on your body, wrapped around your body. You could be tied up with them. Some scarves might feel better than other scarves. My body loves the feeling of black silk, more so than any other color of silk. It's weird, but it's just the way it is. So what, um, you know, what are some of the colors that if you do like, you know, to have a little play and you do like, you know, some, a little bit of uh, roping them up and tying them up kind of play to so see if, if there are some things that even if it's just the difference between color that has you feel way more relaxed and into it than others, right? So it could be a red scarf feels, makes you feel more happy than a black scarf or a yellow scarf. So um, I would go with like experiment with play with all kinds of things with different colors of all kinds of things because sometimes you may be reacting to the color and it may not actually be the play itself so experiment play and yeah. this is part of why we're here on this planet is to play 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 right. So we are going to go to our next commercial break and when we come back we're going to talk about sounds that arouse and. Uh, yeah, we're coming to the end of the show. So thank you for sticking with me. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Melitza Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for the Pleasure Zone with Melitza 
every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet, sweet pleasure seekers. So today we're talking about colors, sounds, and the smells that arouse. One of the people um, that I really admire for his work about sound work is a guy named David Sarita. And I will also put his name. So his Website is David, uh, and his last name is S-E-R-E-D-A, and .co. He does healing sounds, and he is like one of the most, to me, one of the uh, wisest people when it comes to sound therapy that I've heard speak, and I've heard a lot of them speak. So what he talks about is certain sounds that heal, and I think that's good information to have too. So he talks about frequencies and how they've changed from prior to the 1930s uh, till now. And we used to have, a, um, a, he calls it a 432A, I think it is. There, so there's different sounds and it, now it's not the same at the same frequency as it used to be. So if you can get back to some some different tunes um, and the instruments right now are not tuned to those frequencies either. Our current frequencies, a lot of them are tuned for things that are not necessarily uh, healing. They can actually be destructive to the DNA and the DNA is like an antenna that picks up frequencies all the time. That's a whole other story for another day and I wish one day I could actually have David Sarita on. Um, however, his wife recently died so I think I'll just leave him alone for now. But uh, he's, he's, uh, he's genius. So look him up, David Sarita, and find out more information about healing energies. And then arousing uh, healing sounds, healing frequencies. So the sounds are the frequencies. This is what I'm trying to get at. Sounds are essentially frequencies that you're picking up. You're picking them up auditorially, but you're also picking them up in your DNA. Like your body picks these up. Your, your pineal gland picks them up too, like a, like a, a transmission is coming through. So your body really is picking up the frequencies of sound rather than say the music itself. And I looked into this because I, my curiosity was why am I so violently reacting to like drumming? And yes, there was past life stuff, but it's also the frequency. There are frequencies that are, are so disruptive in a way that's actually not uh, conducive to healing that that's uh, like, it's like, uh, I can't even explain it. It's like being punched out for no reason. So listen for yourself and actually be present with your body when you listen to music to see how your body is reacting. And the more present you are with the frequencies that you're surrounded with, you'll start to notice that you'll notice little tones and intonations. You'll probably even start to hear the electricity in your walls like many people I know do because you are so in tune with the frequencies that come out from these sounds. Not that you want to be that hypersensitive necessarily. However, we are that hypersensitive by our truly nature. We needed to be so that we could hear 
you know, if miles away there was somebody coming to attack us, and this is like a survival instinct. We need to be aware of frequencies of sound. Even people who are deaf can hear sound. My god sister is deaf, and at her wedding, <clears throat> she danced all night, even though she's completely deaf, because she can feel the frequencies. And so the music was really loud so that you could feel it in the floor so that a lot, half of the wedding party was like deaf as well. So they also could feel the, um, the frequencies in the floor. So they all danced barefoot. We feel them. Our body senses them. We're aware of them. And some are far more intrusive than others. And some are incredibly arousing. So play with those because every sound will be different to, to people, you know, there, uh, I can't remember what his name was. There was, there was all this music in the seventies and eighties that was like supposed to like get you down and get you groovy. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the one particular musician that everybody was like, yeah, you got to listen. He had this like deep voice and you had to like listen to him because he was so sexy. And, uh, yeah, some of those tones that are a little deeper, a little denser, a little more base will actually get you right into your root. And that's part of what we're talking about because our root is like right there. It's part of that drive for survival. It's going to kick you in and get you um, excited to, to uh, have some, some, you know, get it on. You listen to things like some music that are higher elevations of sounds or like super high pitch sounds where people may call them like angelic tones or something. They're very high they get you really up into your body, right? Because the different tones will do different and will have different reactions in your body. So there are, you can create those tones yourself too. You can tone it out and just notice that as you, you know, likely as you go deeper, you're going to notice that the sound moves right into your root, even into your feet and your body will react to these tones. And then as you go higher pitch, like a high pitch, ee, it'll come right up into your head and right out. And you can move frequencies through your body to both arouse and heal. And that is one of the, to me, it's actually one of the first things I learned how to do with healing was using toning and frequencies that way. So now I use frequencies in other ways as well. So one of the things I'd like you to take away from today is that, yes, there is all this research that's been done out there. And I'd also like you to explore it yourself and see what works for you and see which tones work for you, which smells, which all of it, all of it, enjoy it in color. So remember to stay tuned in and turned on until next week when we're going to find out how to be more sexy. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.